Get ready to quit the build. The QTB crew is rounding up all the gaming news and hot topics of the week with a little extra something. And here are your hosts, Bruno, Brad, and Nick. What it do? You're listening to the QTB podcast. I'm your host, Bruno, and with me are the brothers McMuffins back again once more. It's Nick and Brad of QTB, our co-host. What it do? Bruno, look, look, you're very, you're very nice. You're introducing us, but I think that the more important thing here is, and I'm going to push my soundboard because we need to give a big QTB welcome to you for coming back. It's been a while, man. We miss hey! you. There it is. Woo. Man, my audience I, is a lot of viewers. I am so excited <laughs> to be back. I am. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> you were ready. For you, for all of you this out there. This is a bop. It is. <laughs> we're back, baby. That, amazing. Oh, man. <laughs> we had, Love to, see we had to know do. it was coming, Nick. We had to know it was coming. <laughs> Yeah, he, he's been plotting this for weeks, right? If there wasn't something good on standby, then what, yep. what, what's he been doing, right? What, so, what, why even take a break, right? So, Bruno, yeah. welcome back. What's life been like? How was the break? I mean... The break's been good. Um, for those of you who don't know, I now have a son. I am a father. So, yes, oh thank my. you. Whoa, yes. Baby Koa Josiah was born yes. on... Uh, May 24th, and mommy and baby are happy and healthy, so I am excited to be back with a uh, uh, little sleep and um, just ready to go with everything. Everything's new. We're all yeah. new here. We, we've we got a new, well, it's new to me. It's not new to everyone else out there listening yeah. or anything, you know, but I guess if you're watching, I might be new because it's been a while since I've been on the podcast, right? Yeah. That's right, and well, I mean... Yeah, go ahead, gonna, Brad. I was going to say, and because now, you know, your your son's here, the trio of the Quit the Build podcast 2.0 is now complete. So, you know. Right. All yeah, gamer dads. Boy. Yeah. We got them it boys. done. There you go. We got, we got <laughs> them. Them boys. Yeah. The next generation, boys, right? The next generation. The legacy. QTV. There we go. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you know, uh, we, we had so many great guests uh, there while you were uh, on break. and uh, But I it, loved we, it. it's great to have you back, man, and uh, get back into the flow of things. And what a great week for you to come back. You want to talk about a banner oh, episode yeah. for oh, not yeah. only Quit the Build, but the QTB Network, because... A little bit later, we'll be getting into the the Summer Game Fest, all the amazing reveals that happened there uh, with the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, and I mean, uh, many others as well. But we have to announce, and this is a very exciting announcement, that starting this week, we now have the Winner Winner Arcade as the official sponsor of the QTB Network. Welcome aboard. Yeah. It's very exciting. So a little bit of history there. Yeah, this is this is I mean, fantastic stuff. We're, we're thrilled to have him on board. So if you've been on our TikTok, you may have seen one of our pinned TikToks is uh, the Weasel Ball song, which we played in the pre-show. Um, that is uh, a, a jingle that we actually wrote for, and, and uh, we had uh, Beat It produce the music for 
um, for this jingle for winner winner about you know we up, let me just play what am I doing Weasel what am I doing balls are waiting come on in an online arcade game because they got a crane game with weasel prize. balls that you remember the weasel, weasel balls like a cracker oh, barrel love them right oh is Adam rolling around in there oh yeah that's right that's right I saw him hold on my first try I love it that's a real echo that's incredible. a real freeze frame. That's real that's freeze real frame freeze material frame. right there, okay? That's a summer bop. Straight from the yeah. 90s. <laughs> Amazing. But yeah, so we are uh, partnering up with uh, Winner Winner Arcade and uh, Playtertainment um, to really provide some uh, some fun stuff coming up. We've got uh, live streams from our QTB network, um, streamers like uh, Kung Fu Penguin. This Thursday, he's going to be streaming um, the Winner Winner uh, app. And w- let's just get right into it because uh, today's episode is brought to you by Winner Winner. Um, now look, and I, I, I gotta tell you, I am a big arcade nut. Okay. I go nuts for arcades. I love, you know, the, the heyday of the classic arcade experience, but it's hard to come by these days. Yeah. And these, these types of apps are amazing. And I had played other ones before, but, uh, you know, winner, winner, when I jumped into it, I immediately noticed, wow, the quality of these machines is great because they are actually based in the States. They, they are in, uh, in Las Vegas, uh, just a, an incredible warehouse uh, that's just filled with these amazing and unique, uh, live claw machines. And with the Winner Winner app, you can play with them right on your smartphone. They've got amazing prizes. Oh, yeah. People go nuts for this stuff. People, Brad, you love the a good old-fashioned arcade the game, right? It's, it's, a, it's, it's just like what we like to talk about with the, the classic Nintendo games and stuff. It's that, it's that feel of nostalgia and childhood where that, that when you win and you get that prize, like there's nothing like that, right? And to be able to do this... And play through the, the app with through Winner Winner. It, it's it's such a yeah. trip down memory lane. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And I mean, there's so many. Like I said, there's so many great plushes, accessories, collectibles, even gift cards. I've already won some say, amazing you, you Kirby got swag. One right there. There you go. I've got the I've got the plush. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. We shop, please. I got the Jerby. I got a drawstring bag. Look at this. He can hold stuff. He's got my he's got my Switch controllers in there. There you go. It's the void of Kirby. Yeah. And. Oh, wait for this. I'm going to mess up my hair for the podcast. I got the Kirby beanie. Look at this. Oh, yeah. I can't put it on. I'm going to I'm gonna ruin my headphone and my hair. But yeah, the Kirby keep it, beanie. Keep it on. Keep it on the whole Super kawaii, as they say. Super kawaii. <laughs> and, and Nick, Nick. Yeah. How, how, yeah, my hair's easy, ruined. how easy and fun was that to win that on the app? Very, I mean, it's very simple because it's a skill-based claw machine. There are a lot of arcade games that, that the, 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 the grip strength is rigged right until a certain amount of money goes in. So it doesn't matter how good you are, but every game you have a chance of being a winner. I had ones where I went in there and won like a like a thirty-five dollar Switch gift card on my first try. Um, so every game can and will be a winner if you know what you're doing. So yeah, make sure to check out the app. And hey, with any with any purchase, shipping is free for life. Even like a two dollar token package, whatever you win, they're gonna ship to you for free for life. And if you wow. don't like your prize, you can exchange it for tickets. Okay, in the winner circle. So if there's any prize that you want exchange the prize that you have get the tickets and go get the other prize uh that you want there's a very fair exchange rate there um and you can even play for free and this is the cool part about the app there's no registration needed if, if you download the app before you even sign in there's a play for free button if you if you tap on that it's going to let you pick from a selection of prizes and you get to play for that prize for free until you win so you've got free gameplay awaiting you and a free prize as well. You cannot go wrong with this app. It's a lot of fun. So the link to download. Brad is Brad is dumbfounded. I mean, he's dumbfounded. Uh, for our listeners and our audience, you cannot. I mean, this is a deal. You can't pass this deal up. It's too good. You, you yeah. got to go download yeah. it right now. You got to go check it out. 
it's just great yeah, seeing people bring the, the the classic arcade experience back and in such a unique and fun way, right? And what what better way than a claw machine? So yeah, uh, the link to download the app is in the description for this episode. And if you visit um, the link for their pay site, which is a separate website, you can buy uh, buy credits on the app. But if you use their pay site and you use uh, promo code QTB at that site, you're going to get thirty percent bonus tokens on your next purchase. Hey. So you're getting a nice. Get get them rangs. Oh yeah, I think there's some some, some some Sonic merch in there somewhere. There you go. So check it out. Uh, and thanks as always. Uh, and uh, well, not, I mean, for the first time, really, but we've been working with them for a while. Thanks so much to our friends over at Winner Winner Arcade. Well, folks, we've got to get into the news because there is a lot to get into. This has been an incredible week. So many trailers, reveals, and we're gonna try and get into the the, the heavy hitters, right? Uh, well, I was Go gonna ahead. say, Nick, we, we were talking late, lately. Not to no offense, but the last few weeks have been a little light, right? We've been waiting for something That's to come happens. through the chain and the pipeline. Yeah. And home run this week. We've got two big, big stories yeah. to recap. So kick us off. What do we got? Yeah. Well, Jeff Keighley was waiting for Bruno to come back. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> that's yeah. what it is. You know it. That's why it's been dull and your boy is back. Yes. Just letting everybody know he's here. <laughs> there you go. All right. So let's get right into it. And as always, our live chat that's watching this live on uh, YouTube will be able to uh, contribute there uh, with their comments on this as we go through. And this was a really, I, I think the first one that we're going to touch base on here, which is the uh, the Summer Game Fest itself, right? The main attraction. Um, hosted by Jeff Keighley, there was a, a lot of interesting uh, reveals here. And, you know, I, I think ex- expectations were tempered. We knew especially that we're still in this in this era of of, of challenges and getting games developed, that there wasn't going to be any huge surprises. Um, so we kind of all went in with bated breath. But let's just jump right into it, guys. So one of the first things that we saw, um, and I'm going to kind of go down the list and just land on some of the big ones that uh, that people, you know, really are talking about because there's just so much to get into um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So, and this is not the uh, the remake of the original Modern Warfare 2. They love getting confusing with the titles. This is its own <laughs> game. It's Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, which is, uh, yeah, it, it's very much its own game. And even on uh, October 28th, we're going to be getting uh, the debut of Warzone 2. Uh, you know, Bruno, are you, are you, do you think now that, that, that Call of Duty is finally getting away from that annual release cycle that, that they claim they're going to try and get away from? Do you think this game has any legs? I'm sure for the hardcore fans, people are excited for this one, boy. I mean, the Call of Duty fan base runs deep. Like, it's like the Madden fan base. It doesn't matter that it's the same game every year. They're going to buy it and they're going to they're going to love it. Like yeah. everyone's everyone's going to have fun. But I think this is one of the favorites of the of the community, right? Uh, for me, I would say I think that the that Warzone already offers most players the the experience that they want. So kind of going backwards a little bit into the arena style portion of of Call of Duty, uh, those were the heyday of really intense, you know, shootouts and um, search and destroy matches and whatnot. So it, it became part of the what made Call of Duty what it is to this day. Um, I think it's uh, to me. I'm so I feel so oversaturated with right. the Call of Duty genre that I don't feel like this is the answer either. 
You know what I mean? For me at this point, I would much rather see something like the Master Chief collection and have like the Modern Warfare collection and have Modern Warfare 1, 2, and 3 all bundled together in a nice package instead of splitting it up like, like they've been doing. You know, because it's, uh, I, you know, you look at something like Master Chief Collection, which definitely took a while to get off the ground. But now, I mean, it's amazing. You go in there, you can play Halo 2, 3, 4, um, Reach now, and ODST stuff. Mm -hmm. So it, it provides everything all in one. And I think that at this point, that's kind of what, you know, we're, we're, we want, we're, we expect more. I think the landscape of gaming is changing and I think that gamers are already expecting more, which is what we kind of saw with the Xbox showcase, which we're going to be talking about later. So what about you, Brad? I mean, you play call of duty a little bit, you know, we played in the past. Is this something for you to be like, you know, yeah, I would revisit this or you, are you kind of like me where you're like, you know, I've got Warzone. What, what else do I need? Right? Like, (laughs) well, I I think maybe Warzone two is the only area where, I would check it out to me, you know, a new map, maybe there's new points of interest, maybe it alters or enhances the gameplay or, you know, I think Warzone's been out long enough now where you there, there, everyone has their landing spot, their rotations, like there's a, there's a kind of a change of pace, kind of like with, you know, Fortnite's new seasons and map reveals, it kind of really revives the, the game makes it fresh. I feel like Warzone two may be a breath of fresh air when it comes to that, online multiplayer experience but i don't know i feel like the campaigns have been muddled for me for years so you know i don't really you know I, again i'm i'm you know looking to see what maybe carries over into the warzone 2 map and and how that may end up you know you know how folks move from how what the reaction is from warzone to warzone 2 with the new map and and, yeah. and the inter- interest there so yeah that, that's where I, I, yeah, that's I, why I, i'm looking for it to see whether it really clicks or not yeah, I mean, campaigns are very important, I think, that, but it's just so hard. I, like, I, I've, I keep saying this with Call of Duty games. I just don't see how there's going to be anything that really, really captures my attention. I mean, the trailer looks good. The, the fidelity is there. Um, it looks very visually impressive. I've just, I, and I don't, it could be just an aging gamer thing. I've just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tiring of just the same carbon-copied, uh, you know, first-person shooter experience that Call of Duty has to be pigeonholed into. Um, because you see what happens when you try and and even innovate a little bit in the advanced warfare territory of of trying to come up with new ideas and the fan base, like you said, Bruno, they don't want it. They're they're good with uh, with with yeah. what they're doing. So uh, yeah, well, I mean, in any case, um, yeah, October twenty eighth, um, you know, for the release of Modern Warfare two, and then Warzone two soon after. So I, I, if we're wrapping up on Call of Duty, I was looking at this list earlier. I saw a bit of what was recapped. There's a game on this list that I, when I saw it, I was like, Bruno, Nick, I know you guys have to be excited. And that is Cuphead, the delicious last course. I mean, come on. You guys love Cuphead. Tell me what you're thinking. I mean, I've been waiting on this game for a while now. They they announced the DLC a while back. Yeah. I want to say at least they a announced year, it a week months. after the game released is when they Ooh. announced the DLC. Ooh. Like, they, <laughs> yeah, like Cuphead released, and then a week later they're like, "Don't worry, we're working on DLC, boys." And yeah. then you know, five years passed, and here we are with you. <laughs> two weeks away, dude. You're two <laughs> weeks away. We're almost there. I mean, and that's kind of the the double edged sword of of just the quality hand drawn graphics that you're getting from from studio mdr right is that 
the game looks gorgeous and i mean it's just it's it's one of those games you really have to drink in and appreciate each stage and each each visual element knowing that someone painstakingly took the time to to craft that by hand frame by frame um that the uh, really you know. fun thing about that is people handcrafted some of those levels that i've never seen because i'm not gonna sit there and you know ruin my friday night by trying to get <laughs> through them all i'm just gonna call yeah. it like it is and be like apparently i'm not gamer enough to get through to get through that level or i don't yeah. you know because <laughs> just as soon as you're like yes i figured you out the boss changes and so do the patterns and you're like it feels like the impossible game you know right. where you just get a little bit further each time and you're just like mm -hmm. oh god i don't want this i don't want you know remember the songs i got oh, them know. on here don't yeah, even make do. me pull them up because i will <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't some think of our I TikToks. Have... so that that, that whole comedy tick. bit <laughs> yeah we we went there Ooh. I'll take it. I don't, even, I don't even know what this is. Just a generic track. Hey. Nice. Not the, not I think the this, is, this just sounds like we're going to start a, a, a boy band. I don't know that that's... <laughs> it sounds like we're, uh, you know, maybe yeah. maybe for QT, another time. QT, BTS. There you go. <laughs> oh, you love that's to see clever. it. Whoa. Thank you. Hey. You know, every now and then, it's off the cuff. It's off the cuff. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, I mean, the game looks good. Like I said, we, we're not really seeing anything new or, or there was some gameplay footage there revealed that uh, definitely gets me excited for uh, for more content, but uh, that's been a long time coming. Now, one game that was completely from left field, uh, because I, I honestly never thought we were going to get another one, and it's Goat Simulator. We're getting Goat Simulator 3, which... For those of you who are keeping count and are wondering yeah, what happened to Goat Simulator 2, it didn't happen. And that's what I yeah. love about these guys. They just skipped yep. it. They went straight to 3. That's how you straight do it. Straight to 3. That's how mm -hmm. you do it. That's the intensity of Goat Simulator 3. It skipped right over the second one. It yeah. was two, 2 was too much. So that's why mm -hmm. they had to add another one. That's why 3 was invented. See, that's why I don't buy two-in-one shampoo, <laughs> Nick, because you're not fooling me, okay? one's yeah. not two one's not big enough for two that's why it was invented okay okay and three yeah. it's not it two was not big enough to hold three which is why we're at goat simulator three and that's an official review from qtb you can put that on the back of the box put it on the back of the box that's some bruno maths over there i'm not quite sure i understood but it, 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 it's, it's there it's not two and one, hey. but it, it is it, so it's skip. Whatever. It Fantastic. is. Fantastic. But look, yep. th look, the trailer got me hyped. You know, there, there wasn't a whole lot in these presentations that really put a genuine smile on my face. But the the trailer for Goat Simulator 3 definitely did it, of that boardwalk scene of, you know, and I, I, I once I saw the goat headbutt the lady right off the, you know, I'm like, okay, here we go. And it just evolves into instant chaos. That's what you want with Goat Simulator. Um, they're offering what they say is, is more goat-based chaos. I don't know how that's possible because the original, especially some of those expansion packs, there was a lot of a lot of goat-based chaos. They had a goat there MMO. Was. They had yep. a, an MMO expansion. Um, and they're adding a four-player multiplayer and a whole lot of more uh, open-world shenanigans. So look for that on uh, PS5, Xbox. I want to see uh, more lore. You want more goat more lore? One more goat lore, obviously. Yeah. I want to get the backstory right. here. What what pissed him off? P pissed him off, obviously. <laughs> We're talking like a 300-style story where he's a warrior gone out into the city to yeah. cause chaos and destruction. Right. You know, but mm -hmm. time will yeah. tell. Maybe and maybe I'll, that's oh. what Goat 3, Goat Simulator 3 offers us. 
I hope so. We have uh, Husky Creative in the chat saying the Dead Island knockoff trailer uh, did it for me. Um, it, yeah, oh, yeah, it was. They've been having yep. a lot of fun with just look and uh, Coffee Stain Studios. They have an amazing social media presence. They've been killing it on socials, and they haven't put out a game in a very long time. <laughs> They've been relying on just the residuals of Goat Simulator, and I'm. I think most people are okay with that. Good times. Well, uh, another game that uh, we saw is uh, Gotham Knights coming up oct October 25th. Um, again, we already knew about it. We just got uh, a little more information about uh, Nightwing, um, and we're looking to see, you know, Arkham Knight kind of set the tone and set the, the standard, right, uh, yeah. for or rather the series of Arkham Knight, you know. Um, will it be able to uh, to live up to that? What yeah. are you seeing, Brad? I, I, that's, the, that's the big question, expectations. You know, yeah. Arkham Knight was fantastic, right? And so can... You, you, your, your fan base is going to bring that expectation into Gotham Knights and that that's never been a good recipe for success for these, these next, these next games, right? They're always yeah. seem to crumble under the weight of the pressure under the expectations and get nitpicked and torn apart for the, the smallest things that really, if it was the first release probably would have been reviewed as a good game, but your, right. your, your baseline now is so much higher that you have very little margin for error. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. What do you see in Bruno? I I I'm I'm excited. I liked what was uh the the last one Arkham Arkham Knight Arkham what was it? Arkham City? Was it Arkham Knight? Was that the last one? Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of Arkhams. A lot, a lot of Arkhams. One where you were Batman <laughs> and you were running around the city, you know. Yeah. Like the other ones where you were Batman and running around the city. Right around the city. Yeah. Yeah, kind of like that one. I like the one where you were Batman and running around the city. That one was nice. So to me, if you get to be some of the other characters and run around the city, that's really cool. Now, here's what I don't want, okay? Yeah. Batman has a huge arsenal and a huge, you know, tree of skills that you can tap into within the game. I don't want this to be a pared down version of that where they basically are like Batman's still the the number one guy, but this person kind of does this and this person can't do that because at the end of the day what you're probably going to be wanting is a a, a combination of all the characters on screen in terms of their abilities so i hope that like like brad said that we get um something that doesn't feel pared down that it feels full that the the skill trees are expansive for each of these characters so that way you can you know it, it feels like first of all it you know it needs to feel like each character has a role to play and that there's only certain things that that character can do and not to the point where it's like, I only use this character op to open doors yeah. because that's what they're good at is opening doors at uh, this character's good at kicking ass. And this character's good at, you know, spying on people or whatever it may be. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I don't want it to be that, like I want it to be all encompassing and us to have different portions of the map that really play to these different styles and these yeah. characters so hopefully that's what we get um i'm still looking forward to it and i think we're finally in this time nick where with things like cuphead and even even you know um the the new uh call of duty coming out right like the, yeah. the new old call of duty um <laughs> that we're we're finally in a place where we can get excited about something right we're not just yeah. sitting sitting around fiddling our thumbs being like what do i play 
You know, so I'm excited about everything else that's coming well, up. What else is on the well, docket, right? I was going to say, well, and, yeah. and what we're seeing, what we're seeing is that a lot of these are slated for the fall, right? So like you said, Bruno, there's yeah. going to be a lot of variety, a lot of choice, a lot of flexibility to pick what you want. To Everyone's going to find something that goes up their alley in, in the fall 2022. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a good year for games. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, that's the that's, one thing yeah. I did like about this, the the Xbox thing. The the very first thing they said when they came out with the, the Xbox showcase was uh, all these things that you're going to see will be out within a year. And yes. that's what we need to see mm -hmm. in gaming. That is the right approach. I'm tired of the PlayStation approach. Yeah. I'm tired of it. And if you're a PlayStation fan and you can't tell me that you're a little bummed about it too, then you're lying to yourself. Because how many times has PlayStation come out with a, a, a trailer for something and then not delivered within three to five years of the of the finished product? Quite a right. few times, you know, to the to the point where some things were even scrubbed. I'm not saying Xbox isn't, um, you know, it hasn't experienced that, too, i.e. scale bound. We all remember that amazing piece yeah. of uh, work that we never really got to see. But mm -hmm. the point is you can't you've got to temper expectations, right? Yep. This can't be like No Man's Sky where you release something and then we get all hyped about it and then you release a little bit more of a trailer and you we get all hyped about it and then you release a full trailer and we get all hyped about it and then the game comes out and it sucks. You yeah. know, and now it's good, you know, several years later, five years later, we're, you know, or eight years later, whatever, we're we're back to where we want to be. That's the approach that we need. We need that. Here's what's coming up. You know, and, and Nintendo has been doing a great job of it, right? Like yeah. Nintendo comes out with a Nintendo Direct and it's pretty much like, and you can play these uh, today or at the end of the week or next right. week or whatever. Like, you know, that's the great thing. When you hear an announcement from Nintendo, you know that you're getting something very soon. And that's yep. what we want, you know? That's what you want, man. Well said. And look, we got, you know, so many more games to kind of uh, work our way through here that I'm just going to keep this list moving. I want to do what I want to touch on a bit is uh, is Marvel's Midnight Suns. This one uh, is going to be very cross-platform switch, PlayStation, Xbox and PC coming out October 7th, which is, I think, a very unique uh, direction that, uh, that that Marvel IP is going in. Right. We've seen just about every genre under the sun uh, for Marvel's just, you know, uh, just, just path to conquest in both. Uh, and now we're seeing and it gaming. under the Midnight Sun. Under the midnight sun, there you go. Exactly, and in the form of a uh, a card. Thank you, thank you. That was like right the... on when Brad did that too. So if you're not watching the live <laughs> podcast on our that YouTube was not page, planned. like that was just telepathy. That That's telepathy I mean, right there. I mean, you're there. missing out. These are the things. These are the. <laughs> Thanks, audience. You know, we just we never <laughs> skip a beat. It's like it's like nope. you never left, man. And yeah, I mean, Marvel's Midnight Suns. Yeah, this is a card-based strategy title. Um, that is from the same team behind uh, the recent uh, XCOM reboot that is uh, taking one of the uh, the more, uh, I guess, unknown team-ups, right, the, the Midnight Suns, um, and and creating something fun. I'm I'm excited about it. I like the uh, the idea of a strategy-based game uh, for that's strictly almost, you know, kind of a turn-based strategy like we're seeing with, uh, with Midnight Suns. We haven't seen a whole lot of actual gameplay, um, but I mean, yeah, show me Venom, show me Spider-Man, show me all these, you know, unique Marvel characters. Like I think magic is one of them, um, that you don't see too often in other IPs. So you team up with Wolverine. Um, yeah, I'm in, I want to see this game. And if it gets good reviews, I'm definitely going to be playing it day one. Wow. 
epic cinematic music. There you go. Yeah, that's that? what we need. Yep. Yeah. I'm on board. Sign me I, up. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. Speechless, I told you. I am ready with the things you don't even know. You don't even know. This was Brad. <laughs> you did not just pull the moonbeam from DuckTales. I love it. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. man. Well, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of great games here, but again, we're just going to kind of keep scrolling through. And one of the things that I got to touch on is once again, we how many times have we talked about our hype for this game? TMNT, Shredder's Revenge. Two so, days. Two days. The countdown is very on. Yeah. I am so freaking ready. And we got Bruh. a double whammy here because in this, in this presentation, they revealed Casey Jones. I just, okay, you know... Bruno Stradamus usually takes the cake with, with with gaming predictions, okay? Anyone that's listened to the podcast knows this. Yep. But I had my time in the sun, okay? Because for those of you that follow us on TikTok, your boy put out a little something, you know, saying, oh, hey, I did the sewer surfing jingle, right? Okay, saying that, hey, I really hope they add Casey because I want to be beaten up on the Foot Clan with a hockey stick, okay? And sure enough, in this one, they reveal Casey Jones as the final playable character, uh, right alongside, I believe, uh, Master Splinter and also April O'Neil. Uh, and here uh, rounding he is out the to roster. perform it live. It's Dick Oh, oh. there it is. Hold on. <laughs> here we go. Shredder's Revenge is crazy. I really hope that I Casey so I can slap a pan for clan with a hockey stick. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> It comes well, in later, but I wasn't going to make him wait that long. And what's incredible is because with the addition of April O'Neil and Casey Jones, they're at they, they're supporting their new six-player co-op mode. Six-player co-op mode. Six players, dude. Yeah. It's going to wow. be so that, Yeah, the online uh, uh, shenanigans is going to get crazy. That's a lot of on-screen action. That's. I'm ready. This plus uh, yeah. that arcade collection coming later, it's such a great time to be uh, a retro TMNT fan. I mean, I think we need oh, a little yeah. Q- oh, yeah. QTB, you know, six-player co-op here on Shredder's Revenge, man. Dibs on Michelangelo. Oh, yeah. I-, I want my nunchucks. Oh, no, no. Oh, no. it's all about no. who selects them first. <laughs> he said no. <laughs> oh, no, sir. Can we be you two were, Michelangelos? You were a, a Donatello yeah. all day. That's Heck, what you are. No way, bro. <laughs> Well, I mean, I do have we a don't like you pick two but... same character. Uh, be Michael, Michelangelo. Michelangelo, the plural of Michelangelo. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> but in uh, any case, yeah, I mean, depending on when you're listening to this, um, you are you might already be able to play it, right? June 16th, very close um, to our recording. So finally get to play it. It sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hope it doesn't disappoint. Uh, going right down the list, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, uh, Brad, on on the last episode with Justin about the Callisto Protocol. Again, you know, not a whole lot n- more here um, that we're seeing, just that we have that release date of December 2nd for uh, for those survival horror fans. Now, coming up here, and this is one I definitely want to talk about because this is a very interesting development, and that is The Last of Us Part 1 is getting a full remake for the PS5. Um, now, this is, uh, so apparently it was leaked. A lot of people already knew this going in. Nonetheless, I think a lot of people were holding out maybe that it wasn't true because it seemed a little bit unusual and I think potentially unearths kind of a concerning trend um, in, in gaming, which is to take an IP that is not that old, really, um, and to put a lot of money into not only remaking it, but charging that full $70 price tag. Now, in 
in the trailer here, I got to tell you, it looks good. It really does bring the, the part one of the game up to part two standards and even exceeds it in some ways. A lot of side-by-side -side comparisons showing um, the lengths they've gone. And I think there's also a, what, a, a movie in the works as well. So The Last of Us is getting kind of the, you know, the white glove treatment right now. Uh, but uh, wait, what are you seeing here, Brad? I mean, do you, do you think this makes sense, you know, for, for someone that is, we've talked so many times about the PlayStation, you know, exclusive bubble, right? And then this, this will be out on PC. Um, for do, do you think it makes sense as someone that played the original to shell out another $70 to play it again? No. I think this is a business strategy by Sony for the PS5 platform where they are struggling to have high-end exclusives that do well. So to counter the long gap in development and exclusive titles, they are remastering or, you know, upscaling successful games in the in the recent past to benefit from the you know, hardware and the this tech specs that the PS5 delivers. So yeah. to me, it's a way to buy time and people will be like, oh, well, I want to see how good it looks. And I also oh, I will buy it again because I want to relive yeah. that experience and it be even more real like in real life. You know, it's going to look so good. But I mean, I only think you're going to see hardcore fans be willing to shelve out 70 bucks just to see a, a white glove treatment version of, of part one. I mean, it's just, so for casual goers who've played it once, loved it, that don't, aren't a huge fan. This is an easy pass in my opinion. I'm going to unleash the hounds, Bruno. Give them, give them the business. <laughs> oh yeah. There's not much left to say. Brad kind of said it, right? Like, yeah. I think this is one of those things where, don't forget Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't wasn't there like a Last of Us remastered for the PS4 or something? Didn't they come out with something? Or right. So that's and that's that's kind of the trend that we're seeing. Yeah, the Last of Us remastered was was a game that came out. So and I believe it was like a, like a twenty. Right now you can get it for like twenty bucks. But um, and people are even showing you know the the the, the remastered version for the PS4 versus this one. So yeah, this is. I mean, you you look at Skyrim, you look at GTA, and just how many times can a publisher sell us the same game at full price? I I okay yeah I uh, Grand Theft Auto is a little different because there's an entire online component yeah. with it that that you know is going to entice people to continue to upgrade the the product T makes total sense right um but for a single player experience to just kind of you know upgrade it you know with every console like this it's it's just another one of those things like i've always talked about with playstation it's a nickel and dime type of thing it's a way for them to you know beef up fidelity and and say you know here's your 70 dollars pay us money so you know so that we can still be relevant and you'll be happy for a bit right like this right. isn't anything new you know so i don't know and and it's honestly a very weird timing that it would come out like a week before the xbox showcase as if to say hey look at this why wait until right before the xbox it just makes no sense i'm not saying that 
you know, PlayStation is known for having the best marketing out there. Guys, if you want some help, be sure to hit up Pierce Unlimited. That's right. Hey, Pierce Unlimited for all your marketing and media needs. Go to PierceUnlimited.com and we can help you figure this crap out because these are simple <laughs> mistakes. Okay, obviously. Okay, Pearson Limited has worked with some great companies out there, and you could be one of them, Sony, and turn this ship around. Okay, let's turn it around, boys, and give the people what they want because I got news for you. They've kind of lost touch, in my opinion, as to what really makes them um, great. You know, everyone says the exclusives, right? It's the exclusives, right. but we're not talking about exclusives from 10 years ago. We want yep. new stuff, right? Like there's gotta be something out there that gets us excited to say, hey, I wanna buy that console just for that game. You know what I mean? Well, like, and, it's, and it's not even all of the original game. That this, this, this new one is not even gonna include the multiplayer mode. It's just- That's important. Yeah. It's yeah. just the campaign yeah. and the prequel. So there's no multiplayer mode, the factions multiplayer mode. And then you look at the trailer and it's most there's very few shots of actual in-game footage. It's a lot of cinematic cutscenes. So mm. how do I even know it's gonna look that good when I buy it? Right? It it it, it feels like a big ask. It really does. And that's being generous, yeah. like saying, like, oh, come on, come on the ride with us one more time. But yeah. Eh, You're raising no, good points here. Mm -hmm. I think that I think the the one aspect that we're overlooking are people who have never been on the PlayStation train and have never experienced The Last of Us um, but, at, but, at but any Bruno, point in its Bruno, history. Think about it. I'm when just they, playing. What, a, pick any successful Xbox title that they would regurgitate again in a in a more refined, elevated, you know cinematically beautiful experience i mean i don't know how many times i need to replay the same game that just looks better like i don't know like that's what mm. this feels like to me it's like it's another way to buy time replay a great game that looks even better on the next state the next console version that you've bought now that you've already paid five six hundred dollars for pay 70 more to experience a, a classic on the new one like Hey, what about backwards with compatibility less with less features? Yeah. Give me backwards compatibility. Let me play the remastered one that came out not too long ago on my, my impact, my super powered console. Like where that should be. The model is I'll, let me mm -hmm. subscribe to the new patent, the new subscription service that just came out and let me play it through there. Like, why do I got to spend right. 70 bucks for this, this upgraded one? Yeah. You're going to get a time demo at best. Yeah. 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 There you go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I know I, I completely agree. I think that and, and and like I said, the the audience that I was speaking of has got to be a pretty small audience, right? Like if 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 PS if you're just now jumping on the PlayStation bandwagon, um, which I don't think there are that many people, right? Like that there's that many new customers who have never had a PlayStation before. That's right. who we're targeting, right? Saying these people have never had a PlayStation before. The, the PlayStation 5 is their very first console. They've never played Last of Us before. Here it is right. for PlayStation 5. I can see that being um, a good buy. But you've got to wonder how big that pool is, right? It can't be. It's got to be small. The supply, chain, the supply chain justifies that that's not a big pool. They've been having issues yeah. manufacturing the PS5. So... How can you say that there's a big demographic who owns PS5s who's never played this game that wants to buy it for the first time? Now, it's, here's it, the that's interesting not, thing. That's not the play here. That's not mm -hmm. the play. 
and I know we've got more to get to and we'll get there, but I got, I got, you know, there's already rumors that a new PlayStation is going to be coming out. And, you know, I know that there's a lot of people that have still have yet to get their hands on the PlayStation five. And they're probably wondering, well, that's, that's stupid. That sucks. I am not, you know, I haven't even gotten the PlayStation five. Well, good news is that with the addition of any new console, the old consoles become increasingly easier to get because the scalpers then move to the next console i mean we're seeing it right now with the nintendo oled right the nintendo yeah. oled edition is very hard to come by but you can actually go into any store now and pick up a nintendo switch which is something that you really couldn't do a year ago yeah. So, you know, without the release of that, I think that you tend to get that that type of stagnated, um, you know, production and whatnot. I think that's a, why the Xbox Series X and S are doing so well in terms of, you know, yes, there's a lot of people that want the Series X, but if you can't find it. There's you can actually find the Series S. It's actually you know you you can go into a right. store and pick that up. The so the Series S so, is readily available. It's it, it's it's yeah. always mm -hmm. in stock. It seems like it's not not hard to find at all. So yeah. So I mean I hope that I hope that maybe there's a there's a small subsect of people out there that will look at this and be like you're right this is perfect for me but. You know, I think most PlayStation fans are waiting on their Xbox showcase of sorts. So we'll see what they come out with and if it will be uh, a year within a year, because there's more games on this list. Right, Nick? <laughs> We've got a ways to go here. But uh, I mean, as far as the Summer Games Fest is concerned, I mean, there were some other uh, things here, but we have a whole other showcase to get to. So I think we'll kind of wrap it up for that that half of it. Um, but overall, I, I thought this was a very encouraging uh, presentation. There was a lot, a nice variety of games, um, even yeah. other games we didn't get to touch on, like One Piece Odyssey and uh, and Stormgate, that a lot of people are excited about. Saints um, Row, that, I mean, uh, Street Fighter Six. I mean, there there, there was a good, a oh, good yeah. amount of games on the list for sure. Yeah, Guile without Guile's theme. Eh. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I like the hair, but come on, that's what you need. I didn't hear it. So, That's why oh, we okay. come, okay? Listen, mm -hmm. listen. If you ever need to summon the courage of a thousand wolves, if you need to be mightier than an eagle soaring through the air, yeah, or have more determination than a trout swimming upstream to spawn, or is that salmon? Right. One of those fish. One of those okay, fish. That yeah. swims upstream. Salmon swim then yeah. you need Guile's feet. Okay, it gives us the power to do what we can do. I wish that we could add sound effects to the opening of soda cans and that, you know, okay. I could open up a can of whoop ass and Guile's theme would play. Yeah, wow. And then I'm chugging away, chugging away like, wait, chug, I, got chugging, it, I got you. Chugging confidence. Dude. We're just, I mean, man, this is this is just weeks of pent up uh, soundboard <laughs> nonsense, just all getting unloaded at once. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Well, you know, look, I I will tell you who inspires confidence for me, and that has got to be our QTB supporters on Patreon. Don't worry, Bruno, because I've got the music. Oh, oh, oh. no, I mean that's a good no. one too. Oh, I'm what just was saying. We hold on because let me let me push the yeah. button. 
There we go. Hey. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters, like our QTV and Fuego supporters, Epic Capture Productions, Matt.Bat, and Alexa, and our QTV Plus supporters, Nick Nick, The Dudist Monk, Indie Gamiacs, Alan Abadessa, Mr. Grove Games, The Intergalactic Pinecone, and Fluffy Bunny. I told you, bro, this, this adds a little something. This adds a little something. Oh, yeah. Don't forget, tiers start as low as $2 per month at patreon.com slash quitthebuild. Give you access to the pre- and post-show that you don't normally hear on our RSS feed or on our YouTube channel. And you're going to get access to our QTV Nostalgia Vault. This month, we're talking about the glory days of TGIF and the classic sitcoms that, uh, that graced us back in the 90s. You don't want to miss that, so make sure to check it out again at patreon.com slash quit the build. We appreciate you. There you go. You Man, like that, Bruno? I love you know? that. It's, that it's was a nice awesome. Little, it's a nice little bopper. That was a nice trumpets. little bopper. Yep, I liked it. <laughs> trumpets I, get you every time. They really do. And uh, I've, got, well, I've got tons of yeah. music, but none, none that sassy. None that's none, none that's well, no none none. none. Yeah. <laughs> not that not that your jingle and you Bruno are not a great pairing, but Nick and his jingle are a great pairing. And you know what also was a great pairing? Xbox and what Bethesda. I'm just saying. Oh, oh my segue. god! There you go. What a segue. That is a good one and because this is that's right. A we're big transitioning. Yeah, you got the better transitions. I will. I'll give that to you every time. I just felt like I went yeah, through puberty so on a '90s sitcom show. <laughs> yeah, I was and Hannah look, Montana. We had a lot of yeah. a lot of great. Uh, yeah, it was Hannah Montana. We had a lot of great individual publishers that uh, that put out their uh, their their you know reveals and their expos as we went through this. I um, mean, even some interesting themes, right? VR or um, just kind of focusing on. Uh, I think it was what about uh, kind of uh, empowering female developers, but also you know this one is is kind of the capstone, right? Many people were talking about the Xbox and Bethesda uh, showcase recap, and you know, look, we'll we'll get into the kind of the the bigger picture here. But like you said, Bruno, the focus on this was what games are you going to be able to play in the next twelve months? And yep. that's important because, it, yeah, as fun as it is to get these shocking reveals that 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 no one sees coming, you know, we've already talked about many times about, you know, the perfect dark reveal, just completely missing the mark because everybody knows it's so far away um, that there's just no reason to get excited. So I think kind of tempering expectations and having games out there for the most part with real release dates attached to them um, really changes changes the perspective of what we're getting. And Phil Spencer did a good job, I think, beforehand of going to the press and saying, hey, you know, you're going to see some gameplay. You're going to see a lot of games you've heard about before, but you're going to get more information about those games. So for the most part, I think I think this presentation hit those marks. Um, and we're, again, we're just going to kind of go down the list here of, of what we're seeing and uh, and give some reactions. So Redfall, um, a co-op uh, first-person shooter, of course, from Arcane, uh, one of the uh, Xbox games that will be available there day one on Game Pass. Essentially, it's just Left for Dead, but kind of with the, that vampire spin. We knew yeah. about this one already. Uh, but it looks good, right? I think I think this one's going to be a really nice feather in the cap of the Xbox uh, exclusive lineup. Yeah, yeah. Nope. nope. No, no, no. <laughs> yep. I, 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 I'm saving my energy. I'm saving my energy Yoler. for another one. I, I got another one that I'm, I'm more excited about. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. I definitely got that feel, Nick. I got that, you know, which is which is interesting because I feel like. 
you know, that's honestly, I that's the feel. That's the feel. I'm not saying it doesn't look cool, but you're, mm. you know, Brad's Brad's right. You're kind of like, eh, like I, I, I get you. I get yeah. what you're doing. It's a little bit different, but you know, Left for Dead is what I what I got out of there, or Back for Blood. Now, you know, you've got that right. same style. So, mm. um, I, we'll see. We'll see what you know more comes of it. Yeah. And I think that it's just like I said. I think we're um we're getting to the point at, in our age as gamers is that we're we're able to recall like oh this is just that with uh, a right. new bow added. on it like yeah. a new name yeah, yeah. and and that kind of takes some of the the uh the fanciness away right like that oh, it takes kills the away magic. the yeah mm-hmm. yeah exactly it loses its luster I don't want to. I don't want to ba- bounce on the list too much. I I, I kind of want to move mm-hmm. on from that. There's one I saw that from a concept seemed cool, but I I have to think Bruno was a little pumped for, and that's high on life. Okay? Oh my oh, god! Please, from my the, let's go from the guys yeah. who created Rick and Morty. Oh my god! You know, <laughs> you're basically it's a first person sci-fi FPS where you're using basically. Yeah. You're fighting off a drug cartel who's trying to turn humans into these weird hyper bongs. Like, come on, Bruno. This is if there was a first person shooter that involved bongs, this is it, and this is for you. This is the one. I gotta yeah. tell you, this is gonna be a good one, boys. Okay. <laughs> I don't even care if the gameplay sucks. You had me at Morty talking to me as a gun, and then they slipped JB Smooth in there. What? Okay. That Mm -hmm. is what I'm talking about, boys. That's the magic. And that's what we need in video games. That's what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. This makes no sense whatsoever. And it's perfect. Like, it's because it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be, you know what I mean? Get off your high horse for once, games. Like, really, like, why isn't it fun to have a, a, a knife called Knifey? Who says stabby, stabby, stabby every time you go in for a kill? Like that's it. That's exactly what gaming should be. It's mm-hmm. it's ridiculous. It's that conquers bad fur day. It's the Duke Nukem. It's the uh, you know, the some of the Saints Row stuff that's come out before, you know, where it's been more cheesy and and very f- breaking the fourth wall. And I think that that's important, right? Yeah. Like this seems to me like it's not necessary about the gameplay it's about the hilarious experiences that you're going to get out of this and already looks like it's going to be so much fun i'm super yeah. excited and for it's this one. playable day one on the game pass i mean seriously I it's mean, a, that was a big one that was a big reveal look the, the, the game is, pass thing alone yeah seriously this is why wow. you play right <laughs> these are the kinds of things that we need look you know I, and I, I, part of me wants to go back and say, okay, well, maybe it's not. It, maybe it is just me aging as a gamer and and looking at these these generic horror first person shooter experiences and just like not being just being whelmed, you know, at best. But yeah. I, I think there whelmed. is a problem. And look, I, I'm 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 gonna say it, guys. Controversial take, maybe. I think video games peaked back in like 2010. You know, I I think we've been on a on a down downhill decline with with the, the the length i know the length of time it takes to produce a triple a <laughs> game but the lack of originality right the, the the fact that you know these these giant publishers are 
basically looking at games and saying, well, yeah, make it more like Call of Duty, right? They, they don't want to innovate. They just want to uh, get those carbon copies that boost their bottom line. How many times has a massive publisher like EA made uh, an offer that a small indie game studio couldn't refuse only to then shutter that studio a few months later? You know, I, I, I see this happen a lot. And it's so hard to see games like this that really pop off the screen and make me say, oh, my goodness, I'm interested in what that's all about. It doesn't even need to have Rick and Morty attached to it. It's just a very innovative and fun and wacky idea for a game that we need to see more of. And that if, if, if games want to get noticed, they need to provide more of. Because when we got to like the Diablo 4 yeah. reveal of the new Necromancer class, I was so tuned out at that point. Of just like, oh, it's another, oh, look, it's, it's, it's more, you know, uncomfortable. Oh, the rat's eating the skeleton and oh, you know, it's dark, it's gritty, it's, it's whatever. Um, that I'm just me personally, and this, this is always going to vary from gamer to gamer. I'm just sick of it. I'm yeah. not interested in that type of thing. And I get it. Game Pass well, and Xbox, they, they cater to everybody. But I, I, you know, there were so many low points in this presentation that this was one of the few, I think, high marks for me where I was like, yes, fun, yeah. unique, got my attention. Definitely. And I think that that's, you know, not to beat a dead horse, but that's, and you, if you know me, I'll say it unapologetically that that's the, that's the attraction of Fortnite, right? That Fortnite is not afraid to go there in terms of being stupid or silly or, you know, <laughs> to having the imagination of a nine-year-old. Like, yeah. you know, that you, you get all these these adults saying, oh, I came for little kids. That's nine-year-old's game. I don't play 12-year-olds. I got news for you. You're playing with 12-year-olds in every game, okay? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if it's Fortnite or if it's Call of Duty. There are little kids playing every game. And to embrace that, that, that childlike uh, imagination and spirit is what makes it fun. That's what makes it hilarious to go around and see people dancing over somebody after they've just killed them or to see Batman actually use guns against Marshmallow in a fight for, you know, this piece of land. Like it's, it, <laughs> there's so many crazy things that you can say about Fortnite that you can't say about any other game. And that's yeah. what this game is going to be. This high on life is going to be that it's going to be those moments that get shared and it's going to be hilarious. Kind of like some of the interactions you have with NPCs on grand theft auto. You know what I mean? It's the, I think the replay value is going to be in the, the interactions between you and, and the environment yeah. around you and, 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 it's it, to me, it's like watching a Rick and Morty show, but being a part of it. And I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if we saw some Easter eggs in there for, for super fans from Rick and Morty. So really if you're a Rick and Morty fan, or if you're just into like really eccentric video games that might, you know, bring you mm -hmm. back to, uh, um, you know, a time of when you were a kid, this is going to be it for sure. <laughs> I'm ready for it. <laughs> you can't go wrong. And yeah, we have uh, Husky Creative saying uh, the game passes OP. I love it so much. And also a uh, winner winner saying imagination. Yeah, because that's what you need. <laughs> you need a little imagination. I just I don't know, man. I'm just I'm tired of the of the dull col uh, color palettes and the the just identical mechanics and, and buzzwords that just get that tossed around. But here you have talking guns that shoot out of their butt. Okay. Yep. 
I'm in. You know, I I'm mean, that it's what we want. We're kids at heart, right? And that makes us laugh, you know? And then, yeah. and, and I, I uh, you know, I want, I, I, Bruno, knife, knife, stabby, stabby, stabby. I'm laughing at it still. <laughs> like, I mean, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but oh, but, but kind of looking at that on the list again, Nick, something that I yeah. think was kind of a big announcement that I don't think a lot of saw, but a lot of people saw coming was all the Riot games right. coming to Xbox. You know, League of Legends, Valorant. Yeah. I mean, what's what's your what's your? I mean, you said there weren't a lot of high points for you. What's your? Where do you come in on that announcement? This is a mixed bag for me. When it when they first started showing the trailer uh, of kind of the different uh, you know different uh, Riot games. Um, at first I'm like, wait, is this, are we getting like, you know, League of Legends? Are we getting Valorant on, on console? That was the first thing that went through my mind. A lot of people on the live chat too. So for them to then come back and say, well, this is like a, a perk of having Game Pass. I'm not, look, I'm not taking away from it. Anytime that Game Pass adds something to what you're getting for the same price, fantastic. And it's great to see PC, uh, especially getting so much love with a lot of these releases. And this is a perk. If you're a PC player, gamer, you're going to, you're going to love this perk if you have Game Pass. So um, for those of you that may not ha have seen this, what they're doing is uh, Riot Games is taking all of their titles, League of Legends, uh, Wild Rift, uh, Legends of Runeterra, Teamfight Tactics, and Valorant, um, uh, are going to be essentially giving you access to their full roster, okay? So, I mean, I, I, and that's I, I know roster eventually... that's full roster of heroes, too, or legends... Yeah, right, um, there's some you know, additional that's perks. Everything. I think they're unlocks. They're yeah. tempting player new to uh, acquire new gamers, new a new gamer base. Yeah. They're throwing like every agent at you in, in Valorant. So I mean, there there's a lot to, right. to, to be had. That's something there. enough for me to try. Yeah, that's yeah. like you know, as somebody oh, yeah. who who you know, I'm not a PC player because I'm in terms of like mouse keyboard. I'm just I'm more of a controller player. That's what I grew up playing. You know, I'm used to that kind of thing. But you know, I can hook up my controller and. I'm right here and and I have the specs. I recently downloaded uh the entire BioShock collection for free, mind you, on Epic Games as they were nice. giving it away, I think last weekend. Yeah. And um, you know, it's it's something that I'm eventually going to be migrating these two together this this pc gaming and x and console gaming i was gonna say xbox gaming but console gaming <laughs> um because i do have a switch now <laughs> yeah you do that's right yeah. uh, man yeah, you've been right. making some things. moves my man Jeez. i know right what who's this guy on the podcast now what yeah. do you do <laughs> but no i'm i'm excited for this this is you know <clears throat> This is something, like I said, where, um, you know, so I don't want to jump into a game that's got a bunch of things that I need to unlock, you know, so if you can give me everything up front, I'm much more willing to play or, or try out that game and test it out. But I don't want to be like, well, you got to drop $20 to get this character. Otherwise, it's not fun. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't, <laughs> don't want to play that. So yeah. this to me is interesting. I think it's a good thing. Nick, was there anything on here that you were excited about? Very little. And that's what I'm getting at is that, you know, I, I really went into this thing with high expectations. I, and admittedly, I probably let myself down a little bit because there were some potential, some false leaks of saying, oh, hey, they're going to bring back Banjo-Kazooie. I don't know why I got myself bought into that or uh, we would get some more Perfect Dark. I just see so many Xbox IPs that didn't get any kind of, of reveal. And like I said, Phil Spencer definitely tempered expectations um, leading up to this now in hindsight, I see why, um, you know, I, there's depending on what you're into, there's some things here to get kind of interested about. Of course, the, the Forza, Forza. Motorsport reboot yep. looks good. If yeah, you're into buddy. sim racing, 
Uh, obviously, I Bruno, you are. That, yeah. Well, so, I am, so both, I'm into it. Both the Horizon 5 Hot Wheels DLC and the Motorsport, right? Reboot. Like Hot Wheels was I a mean, good get. Yeah. You know, yes. so that's okay. a double mm-hmm. win for Bruno, right? I mean, Bruno, like, you Listen. gotta be you gotta be chomping at the bit here. Okay, so one of the things that your boy got um in, in his sabbatical was a Nintendo Switch. Yes. And the other thing was a Fanatec rig. I went ahead and bit the bullet, spent the money on a really good Fanatec racing rig, which I've got right behind me. And it was a game changer. It was a game changer for how I experience video games. So while the average person looks at this and says, ah, eh, it's just another, you know, Forza Motorsport. I am so hyped. And I was disappointed when it was like spring 2012. I was like, oh, I was hoping for this fall. Mm. Like it really was, but that's okay. It's okay because next week comes out F122 and that'll tide me over. And then so does the the DLC, like you said, for Forza Horizon with the the Hot Wheels stuff. Listen, Forza Horizon is a very fun game um with a racing wheel and i gotta say if you're out there and you like racing games in any shape or form and you are not jumping in on the sim racing bandwagon even with something you know affordable like the logitech you are missing out because it changes the experience and it becomes something that is more than just you and the controller in the game, right? There's a separation from when you're playing a, a, a car game, but now the experience kind of comes together a little bit. It would be no different than like, you know, holding a gun, you know, for, and shooting something like in time crisis at the arcade, right? Yeah. The experience just, it, it just goes up a notch and that's what this is. So for me, this was a huge win. I was excited yeah. for this one, ready for that. So well, I was going to say, I mean, Nick, we've been raving about different things we've seen. I'm going to flip the script because mm-hmm. you, you've been saying that all along here that you've been disappointed. I'm going to flip mm-hmm. the script and go, what was your biggest disappointment out of all of them? You had to pick one. You're like, wow, <laughs> this really, really stunk up the joint. Like, Ooh. You know, oh, you really want to go there? Okay, let's talk Overwatch. We got it. Yeah, let's let's go there. Oh, let's jump into this this travesty. I'm sorry, I I and this is what I'm saying about like I I really think. Well, I didn't quite say this before, but I really think we're in a in kind of a dark age of of AAA gaming, where it it really is falling on the indies to step up and provide the 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 curated and honed in experiences that we need because these ain't it. And I mean, look, Overwatch Two, it's a joke. To even call it a sequel is a joke. To say, oh, well, it's free to play. That was the big announcement. Okay. I would have been shocked if you would have charged me money for it. I wouldn't have been like, <laughs> I guess I wouldn't have been like that shocked. But I still would have been like, come on, really? Like, it's the same game. And for them to try and make this big thing of it, uh, I don't think we're even getting the PvE. It's just going to be the PvP to start. Um, to say, oh, look, we got one new character. Great. Before you, you stopped everything to make Overwatch 2, you were putting out like multiple heroes per year. And now I'm getting one, one, oh, it's, it's Junkrat with a shotgun. Like, I, I don't care. Um, I, I, the, the lore behind it, I don't care. I'm sorry, but it is, it is, it is such a stain on the gaming industry to I come out you. and put a, 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 the number two on something, at least have the common decency the GOAT simulator did, and just jump straight to three. 
Acknowledge the outrage. <laughs> Acknowledge the absurdity of it. It's Overwatch 3 now. We've, we've canned two. Oh, hi. Thanks Rant for checking over. in. I'm still a piece of garbage. <laughs> That's pretty much what you're telling me. Okay? Uh, yeah. You're telling yeah. me. I'm a piece of garbage. That's I've, what Overwatch 2 is, obviously. <laughs> it ain't for me. That's what I'll say. I'm so past Overwatch. They will, was, never, they was, will never get me back. I was ex- which is coming from one of the best mercy players in the game, people. That you are missing it. I'm telling you. Okay? That is a damn I'm telling you. <laughs> oh man. Why Nick's saying not up in here. Not for <laughs> it's him. Not gonna happen. Not man. up in here for this guy. Well, yeah. I was excited to see that it was free to play. Um, yeah. but you're right. You know, they're there. And, and honestly, when you dive into overwatch two and, and it, I love the trailer, the trailer looked fantastic. It got me hyped. You know, that's mm-hmm. what a trailer is supposed to do. You know, it's supposed to put some, some oomph into you as this, as a marketing guy, I liked it. Like, you know, I was like, okay, this is what you need to do to kind of get people like interested again. Right. right. Interested again, but you still have to like lift the veil and realize that you got an ugly bride, okay? She might be a good cook, but she is ugly, bro, because it's just a little bit different than Overwatch 1. The the yeah. Instead of a night map, it's a day map. Instead exactly. of a day map, it's an afternoon nap. Whoa. Because that's really what it is, an afternoon nap, okay? You're not getting anything substantial in this and that's a problem right like that's a huge problem um with this release so free to play great i think that that is the step in the right direction that overwatch 2 needs because i think free to play games um are going to be a staple of the future now whether or not they will get them right i.e halo infinite will yet to be, you know, is yet to be seen, right? Like there's a lot that you have to do to, 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 to entice people, right? Brad, Mm -hmm. tell me what you need. I'm just feeling frustrated that like they could have gone with any other name to make it a little bit different than Junkrat. It's Junk Queen. Yeah. Like, yeah. Junker Queen. Come on. Like, could you have gone like, I thought you were going to say that you wanted them to change it to like, instead of Overwatch 2 to like, Oh, right. No, like Overwatch, uh, Overwatch Deluxe. Oh yeah, yeah. Or Overwatch the the, <laughs> yeah. the 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 what's what was deluxe. the Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. What was the Grand Theft Auto? Um, Over Rewatch or the the, the complete <laughs> or, yeah, remastered or, and, expanded? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever, whatever that was. But E&E I'm just edition. saying, like oh, to, that to me is a microcosm of this problem, right? The character <laughs> yeah. doesn't feel new. It's just a regurgitated version of Junkrat. This is a watered down, regurgitated version of Overwatch One. Like, I don't know. Like, I just, like, you're right, Nick. Oh, <laughs> oh he played the sound. He played the sound. Sorry, everybody. Can you we know? uh, scratch that? We, we, went a, we went a few months without that. Yeah, um, <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah. Nope, it's back with a vengeance. That's but, like, right. I mean, so excited. How, how can you be putting out multiple <laughs> characters a year on the original Overwatch and then all this time and you get one new character? Like, where where did the development team fall off the map? Who left? Who didn't? Like, I mean, it just feels like this was just a a dumpster fire rolling down the hill. And it just there was no way to they just taped over it and threw some threw some wrapping paper on it. And it but it it's still a dumpster fire, you know, it is. Yeah. I mean, help is on the way. Yeah. That's what they thought. (laughs) 
Here in all comes seriousness, Doubtfire. Yeah, like Overwatch is a, is a few years away from getting the uh, the Heroes of the Storm treatment. I, I just don't see the the pro scene sticking around. I don't see uh, players uh, buying into this, but we'll see. I mean, look, we, we've already devoted so much time to, to talking about that process that again, so little was even revealed here that you know it it, it is what it is. Like I said, definite low point for me. Definite high point for me. Uh, Persona coming to the Xbox. So the Persona oh, wow, series, yeah. fantastic JRPG series, but has has been uh, a PlayStation exclusive for a very long time. And the yeah. game series, I never thought I was going to get to play. I put out a little bit of hope when Joker from Persona 5 uh, showed up in Smash, thinking that they might port those games to console for the Switch. Never did. But the Xbox of all places, not a place that is known for its, its you know, uh, heavily Eastern, uh, Easternly influenced games. They're like changing this. that. They're, they're changing they, that, They're though. really trying to this make is, the push, they really and this are. is a great sign. A great and sign. A, a yeah. few months ago, there was even something in the news about how it was it was it outsold PlayStation um, mm. in Japan. And, and so for the first time, right, the first time, Xbox was, like, on the charts. And so yeah. they really are trying to expand their their catalog of games instead of being the traditional shoot 'em ups that you know they've been uh xbox has heavily been known for right like halo or master chief is our poster boy but uh you know this these are great games to see come be on the console because it, it opens it up to uh our culture as well as basically saying hey there's more out there right like there's more right. um to be seen the 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 great rpgs of of um xbox that you're already playing there's there's amazing ones out there in a different format with a different play style and yeah. that's what's really exciting right to be able to jump into something and say hey i'm gonna try something new for once <laughs> You got it. Um, well, but yeah, yeah, Persona, it's a, it's a, it's a landmark um, JRPG yeah. series, and we're getting three different games that are all going to be uh, day one on uh, Game Pass when that, when that releases. Um, uh, Persona 5 will release on October 21st. Um, consoles, PC, Xbox, cloud streaming. You just can't go wrong. Um, I am so excited to play Persona 5. Well, and, and Nick, too, you know, I, I know we're, we're, we're giving our fans an extra jam-packed episode tonight with Bruno coming back, yeah. but it'd be hard for us not to covered this xbox and bethesda showcase and not yeah. at least common on starfield can we we know? do need to I, I will say one thing before we get there um the kojima thing it's it's cool that he's working with them for a game that was again but low it, point it, it was it just, such a was brief nothing. blurb yeah nothing and 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 in a showcase that was supposed to be about things that you play in the next 12 months for, to put him on screen creates that expectation of, oh he's got something for us in the next year no it's just hey we have an announcement that we'll have an announcement at some point and i'm kojima and i made games um <laughs> and I, look, look he's an he's an industry icon don't get me wrong but that didn't need to be there but yeah starfield okay okay so here's 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 the nick take on starfield look, uh -oh. we've been waiting for this game for a long time it is bethesda's i think their first new ip in like 20 years something crazy like that that's how long they've been falling back on fallout and the elder scrolls um for them to finally move into new territory this game you know like we've been talking about bruno with games that have been developed for a long time and we never they never quite see the light of day or are still a broken mess when they get launched yeah. i was so disappointed by what i saw with starfield and again i know it's my brain a lot of people talking about how it's like no man's skyrim right is the is the two things that appear to get mashed up here of you're getting the <laughs> The No Man's Sky experience oh, of, of wow. planetary exploration and the Skyrim aspect of the RPG mechanics. 
when I saw the gameplay of of just running around a base on a planet with a gun and just killing people, you know, Fallout style, um, I was like, oh, this is just a shooter. Like, I it's, it doesn't look particularly interesting. Um, the gunplay didn't look that good. The the fighting it, it was laggy. It was a lot of uh, graphical issues. I was I came away from that very concerned about what uh, what's going to happen with Starfield, which again the launch is supposed to be sometime in 2023. One of the few games that we didn't see a, a solid release date. And I'm going to get in one more shot here. I'm looking at you, Todd Howard. Okay, the last person who should have been on that stage presenting anything to anybody who has been around in gaming for the last five years should be Todd freaking Howard. The guy is a snake oil salesman. He he absolutely pulled the wool over a lot of people's eyes and hyped up a horrendously broken Fallout 76 with the legendary words, it just works. It did not just work. And for him to come out and do the same thing again, all that does is, is it sows distrust. There should have been other people that were up on that stage that were working to show us. I did not need Todd Howard narrating my Starfield experience. Your boy hit mute. Brad, what you got? <laughs> yeah. I don't um, get mad much. You know. I just, oh, it's Todd a, Howard irks me, man. It's, it's it, a pet peeve. I'm Sorry. Just, yeah, I'm re, I'm live reacting yeah. to Nick's rant. This, you know, usually mm -hmm. Bruno's the one that comes in with the heat and Nick's, you know, man, Nick, where you, welcome to welcome to the show. <laughs> We've been waiting for so long for this game, Brad, and it's like Woo! what else has Bethesda been doing? Well, all this time, Fallout 76 is a joke. The pit expansion, the game looks terrible and will will always look terrible. Elder Scrolls 6, God knows, must be 10 years away at this point. Give us something that gets us excited and come up with some original concepts. I get it, the space genre has been done before, but they just did a, a horrible job of showing us anything that would get, I think, uh, an Xbox ecosystem gamer excited for this exclusive. This should be a big thing, and I, I've never been less excited for Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that the... The, the expectations are a big factor here, right? The yeah. time we've been waiting for a new exclusive from Bethesda, the expectations are through the roof, right? Right. And I, I can't, to, not to defend Starfield in any way, but just to defend whatever the, the IP was going to be is going to face the scrutiny of fans like you and others who are really ready for something mind-blowing. It, like, it has to right. be an absolute banger. And anything less is a failure. There's no middle ground. And you're right. What we've seen so far lends us to think that it's going to flop. Now, can they rebound with because there is no official launch date in 2023? Maybe. But, you know, if history tends to repeat itself, you know, it, it doesn't look good. And so I, I'm not going mm -hmm. to be as energized as you have been about thrashing it here, but... Let's just say I'm, if I was a betting man, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. What do you think, Bruno? I think they should rename it to Subpar Field. <laughs> Whoa! That's it. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for stopping by, everybody. <laughs> I mean... So, I mean, I, I kind of had this statement. I kind of had this... Um, we talked about this a long time ago in a galaxy far away 
when we were just a Facebook group and nothing more. And we were talking about the release of Sea of Thieves mm. and how Sea of Thieves yeah. was released and it kind of felt a little lackluster for fans. And now we look at the the game and it's actually quite um, you know, quite uh expansive. There's lots to do. It's got um, its own ecosystem you know, it's, for sure. It's it really does. it's really developed. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and the same can be said for No Man's Sky. You might be able to say No Man's. Well, I'm not going to say that No Man's Sky started this trend. I'm going to say that Sea of Thieves did. Yeah. Um, but because No Man's Sky promised us a bunch and then delivered absolute turds to us, and so um, really, uh, I see Starfield being something that comes out that disappoints a lot of people like yourself, Nick, but I see it as something that, uh, a year down the road, two years down the road, um, it's going to be, I think that's what they're aiming for. I'm not saying that that's what it's going to, you know, it's going, I think that I honestly think they're aiming for this to be the, a a longer con. I don't think there's, they're saying, you're, you disagree that no no i I think yeah. what you're saying is valid but it's not acceptable given how long it's been since they've had an, a, a new ip like you can't you can't have 20 years go by and then say well this is going to be the game but then you gotta wait for two years more for it to mature like that that is a that's a that's triple a gaming that in is 2022 that's, that's, that is it that's a that's, that's a and see that's, that's my a, point. that's a rough that's mm-hmm. a rough bourbon on the that's you know what i mean you know what i mean that is yes. a shot to the jugular. it's something it's something that it really is and if you think of it as in an, you know what i mean like uh you think of it as either a you can buy this uh buy this now and let it age on your shelf and then it'll turn into a fine wine or you can come back in a couple of years and pick one up you know for a discounted uh, price, price or whatever yeah, it may exactly. be half yeah. price you know and 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 you know check it out then but i yeah. think that that is what we're seeing with the future of gaming i think gaming is changing and we're seeing things uh we're seeing a shift where we can look at something and say, uh, I think this is not the all-encompassing game that we've come to know and love. Um, Nintendo should be aiming for that, okay? It's unacceptable when Nintendo releases something like Mario Strikers, uh, which is supposed to be a great game. I just picked it up, excited for it, but it was a little lackluster, it was a little lackluster in there. And for something so hyped and something that, you know, came from the people that brought you smash, you know, and, and the how and, and Mario Kart eight, right? Like mm-hmm. this felt a little dumbed down. And so I think that when you're looking at games from now on, you really have to take into consideration the type of game that it is. Is it supposed to be an all encompassing one package deal? Because if so, then it better have everything in it. Or are we looking at something that is going to be continually updated for the next five to ten years? Because if that's the case, then, you know, what happens at launch is a little less um, 
uh, important as what is what comes down the road. It's what gives me hope for something like Halo Infinite. No, right? No, I was vastly disappointed. I'm, I'm out the door, bro. Um, no. <laughs> I was I was vastly disappointed in um, I, I Halo Infinite. That's a counterpoint to your argument, man. That's a counterpoint because Halo Infinite has not delivered on that model yet. Like we're, we're it ha- you're right. It hasn't. We're, you know, and we're, we're pushing a year. We're getting ready to push a year since the release of Halo Infinite. So we're still under that umbrella, right? And they have nothing's been shown to advertise that there's any sort of big changes coming. Where's Forge? Where's, where's the co-op? Like we've got no indication that's coming anytime soon. You're you're right. You're right. There's there there's a lot to left to be said, and what was delivered was um, delivered under that was an under then expectation. Here's right? what I would say, and maybe Nick would buy into this. Okay, if that's the plan for this game, then when you sell the game, give me a roadmap. Give me a three year plan. Show me what's coming in the pipeline to get me to warrant my investment. Right. Because yeah. if I'm going to sit on it, I think that's valid. You you say, OK, here, here's the game today. Here's the game in a year. Here's the game in three years. Here's how it's going to evolve. And you do go, wow, I can buy into that journey. You're buying into an experience and an evolution, not a not like a one time transaction. Right. So if that's the experience yeah. I'm buying, fine. But I need to see it. You can't well, just technically t- speaking, you didn't pay for Halo Infinite. Well, it's a free to play game. So I you, that keep that in mind, let, right? Let, like this isn't something well, that well then, so then, they, in then that, that respect, then that, then that's in a that knock, respect that's a knock on the yeah, subscription service then. Right. No, but I'm saying well, that's no, a knock I was on say everything. This should be a knock to Starfield, right? Because Starfield is charging you that money or no, it's gonna be an Xbox it's game. game pass. So that's it's what game I'm saying. Pass. That this is a knock on the game pass platform then or the subscription based platform is if you're getting all these free to play games where the developers saying, Well, you're gonna get you know, 30% of what we plan in five years at launch. And then you got to wait and kind of come along for the ride. You know, the, 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 the Nick in me right now is saying, screw the game pass model, screw that, put out games that deliver day one. And then you buy them individually. If that's, if that's like the, the true black and white, then, you know, it seems like, like you say, Nick, we maybe do. things maybe things have peaked and we're on the downhill. You know what I mean? We do have we do do the same thing with Netflix and Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. It has been a very long time since we've gotten <laughs> that, and then they finally delivered, and it was awesome, yeah. and it was great. Got us for a month. Listen, here's the here's the thing, right? Like, obviously, as a subscription service, you uh, have to you have to give people some type of updates, even if the game isn't 100 percent ready. If you're paying for that monthly and you're not seeing something, I think of it maybe as perhaps we are, you know, and, and they did say something. They called it the Halo Insiders program. Right. Like that's how they 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 sold it. Rather whether or not we really recognize that marketing or not, or we're starting to see the ch- the change. I think the important thing is is that we are a part of the journey when you buy in. So I think that's why there's hesitancy in releasing a roadmap up front to say, well, this is what we plan on releasing, because what if that's not the roadmap that that your your community wants? Isn't now, something I better think than there nothing, needs- though? Yes, it is. And and so, you know, you have to be transparent, right? That's the problem that we're seeing with these companies. It isn't the it isn't the roadmap. It isn't the game that's released. It's the transparency. 
It's the it's the leading us into uh, these E three expectations and then delivering something that you know we don't know what to what we're gonna get in the end, right? So Starfield has this a, this great advantage right now to say, hey, listen, you know things aren't going to be you know super super lush on every planet or you know. You know, you can take that no man's sky route, right? And say, you know, yeah. some planets are going to be dinky. Um, you know, I don't know what what it's like. They might come out and it might blow our blow our minds, right? But uh, I think that it's something that falls into a different category of gaming now with AAA games, where we are investing into games as a part of the uh, de- development process. Right. Like we why why hire QA testers to continue on with QA testing or do a small audience sample when you can just put it right there for everyone and then get a bigger sample of what everyone wants. And I think that, you know, that's something that I don't think we'll ever see from Nintendo. Nintendo's not going to say, hey, yeah, you guys are right. You've been wanting this change. We're going to implement it because that's not (laughs) Nintendo's way. They've never done that ever. So to have a company that, you know, is willing to maybe take that approach, I think speaks volumes to where, um, you know, Xbox, uh, where their head's at, right? What they're trying to bring. And I think this showcase, to sum it up, Um, I think this showcase was the type of showcase that showed where Xbox is going to go. They want to be more upfront with their audience. They want to bring in more Eastern, um, the the Eastern audience, like Nick said, and they want to deliver really, really good games over a process, over a period of time. And if you're part of the game pass, you get to be part of that journey. You know, like it's, it's, that's part of the perks of being there. And, you know, I've, I've, I haven't bought a game in such a long time because of the game pass. And so to see the things that are coming, not only to PC, but to Xbox as well, I think it's an exciting time to, to be a gamer, um, especially on the Xbox end because of what game pass can deliver. Um, they just put Assassin's Creed Origins on there, the Ninja Gaiden collection. They're continuing to update it. And then on top of that, they're delivering day one games, unlike PlayStation. They're delivering no premium prices for these games, right? You get it as it is, and you can, you know, just go to town. And that's something that neither Nintendo or PlayStation are doing. And I think you have to consider that, you know, yeah. when when being very critical. That's just my dose of sugar with it. So, Nick, Nick you buy that for a nickel? You buy that for a uh, – where you at? I, look, a lot of people online had a lot of, of, of varying opinions of it. Um, and depending on what you're looking for as a gamer, you came out of this with different uh, different results. I came out of it underwhelmed. Um, even though a lot of the games are going to be game pass releases. And I think, you know, there, there was a need to go in with tempered expectations. I just, I, I didn't see enough of, of games that I wanted to play. I saw too many games in this presentation that were generic horror first person shooter, you know, just, just carbon copy. Um, you know, there's a problem when, when the sea of thieves announcing a new season, um, is a, a refreshing break from the games that, that precluded it. 
Um, I, I just, I, I want to see more like high on life that allow me to, to really get excited and, and see it something unique that again, you normally really only get with these indie showcases and that's, you know, a, that's a, a different conversation in and of itself. Unfortunately, we just didn't have time to cover it on, on today's episode, but you know, to our listeners and viewers, make sure you check out all of those, uh, those expos because I mean, Capcom did their own, um, Devolver Digital always puts on a good show with their, with their, uh, their expos. They, they, they really have fun with it. Um, and make sure to check out those indie games just as much as you're checking out these AAA games as well, because I think I think right now in gaming, uh, the indie space is where a lot of the action is. And hey, a lot of those indie games are coming to Game Pass. They're coming to PlayStation Plus. So give them the time of day and uh, and support them. Well, hey, Nick, you know where the action also is? Our website, our website, our oh socials. Oh, my gosh. You, gotta- oh, you know, play, you know. Playtainment came in, winner, winner, and they took hey. over our website. How? Yeah. What, what happened? I mean, what happened? You gotta go check it, it out. <laughs> yeah, quitthebuild.com, check it out. And uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff there, a lot of great blog articles. Of course, our merchandise, we're gonna have some new articles coming up very soon. I and you Bruno's can't go got wrong with that merch, swag. Right? Bruno, what do you got over there, my man? What you got, Bruno? Hey! Oh, quit, quit the, the build. build pillow. Quit the bill pillows. What do you do? The pillows are actually really nice. Got them from um, everything is produced uh, from our website is from Amazon merch. So Amazon yeah. uh, produces it, ships it out for us. And I mean, this was this was a quality win right here. I like you can get two different sizes in the pillow and there's quite a few different uh, designs from from which you can choose. So all I have yeah. to do is just go to quit slash merch and you check that out and we also have a compute uh compute community community we do have computers we have have a community page too with a discord terry our discord lord oh look at you with the discord sound i thought i got a message yeah shout out terry oh my gosh and i gotta tell you oh nice dude he starts with the sound effects, and you think that's all that that's gonna be it. He's gonna drop a beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the Discord, baby. Get on that's there. Right. <laughs> Get on our Discord. Also, we'll have a link to the Winner Winner Discord because oh, they've sure. got a uh, when you when you sign up there, you can join the QTB crew and represent with that uh, stylish purple uh, purple roll there. Um, and uh, kind of be a part of our uh, the stuff we got going on there. I'm listen, guys. I'm gonna be uh, hosting live crane games. Okay, I'm gonna be literally providing play. I, we did this once before. It was a blast on their live TikToks, the Weasel Ball machines. I'm gonna be there, uh, kind of having fun, and I'll have the microphone giving play by play commentary as people play the machine. It's a lot of fun. Check that out. It's gonna be um, on the next. Uh, let's see, Wednesday. There you go. Yeah, give me some Wheel of Fortune for this, because it's going to be a freaking blast. Uh, coming up on the 22nd and the 29th, we're going to be doing those uh, those live streams. Make sure to check them out. We'll have more information coming up on socials. And yeah, you know, that's all I got. I, look, a long episode, but it kind of needed to be. A lot of content. And Bruno's here. He's, yeah. he's been he's been stewing on stuff for the last last couple, you know, weeks and months, right? You, you, you got to talk. Yeah, I did. I I did. I got to came out, and w- and what better way to come back than with um, an Xbox showcase to get me yep. hyped? I'm excited about it. This was a yeah, baby. <laughs> That's right. That's it. <laughs> love it. Love it. Oh well, man, hey, well Bruno, hey, Nick, you got to get us out of here. I was gonna here, say, buddy. Nick, you know what I'm excited about? Yeah, you don't have to explain the ending this time. That's true. 
We don't, yeah, how many times have we gotten caught? And I'm like, oh, I didn't tell him how we do the ending. Yeah. You know, some got it. Not tonight. Shout out to Liam. Pulled that off. <laughs> we did it. We did it. All righty. I'm ready. I'm ready. Make it happen. <laughs> we got a poll going to take us out? That was supposed to be hella cool um, EDM music, but this will yeah. do, I guess. Um, okay. For Nick and Brad, I'm Bruno. For Brad and Bruno, I'm Nick. And for Nick and Bruno, I'm Brad. Peace out. What do you do? Hey.